Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Krause's Corner. My name is Dirk Krause. I am your host today, and we are sponsored by Piano and Guitar Institute. You can find them at pianoandguitarinstitute.com on Facebook, PGI Online, and Instagram at Piano and Guitar Institute. Hey, thanks for joining me today, guys. Um, we have been talking the last couple weeks uh, just about the benefits of music, about what age should my little person start playing a musical instrument, things of that nature. Today, we're going to kind of wrap up this series uh, talking about the difference between practicing and playing through a song. How should your older student, I'm talking um, the tween years, you know, 10 to 12, maybe even a teenager, uh, what should those practice sessions look like? You know, most piano teachers will assign uh, the assignment or each song a certain number of times. Uh, the reason that uh, teachers do this is because when you are asked to practice for 30 minutes, well, then you will just sit at the piano for 30 minutes. When the timer goes off, off you go, out you go playing with your friends, right? Well, it's a lot more concrete if you are told that you need to play a song three times and then you play the next song one time and then this song is two times. That way you have a very finite answer. When you're done, you're done. You go outside and you play with your friends. However, Sometimes you get to those kiddos that are kind of beyond playing a song three times and moving on with their life. For example, those kids that are moving into the big jazz tunes, the big Beethoven sonatas, um, the Rachmaninoff, the, the Debussy's, those big pieces that to play them once requires maybe as much as five, six, seven, or even 10 minutes, especially if you're trying to play through it at sight. So what we need to do as players, what we need to do as teachers is learn and teach how to practice in isolation. And what I mean by that is you're not going to play from beginning to end. You need to practice each phrase individually. Always, always, always practice hands together. Practicing hands independently of each other essentially triples your practice time. Now, if you have unlimited time and want to sit at the piano all day, by all means, uh, practice hands independently of each other and then try to put them together. However, you should always practice both hands at the exact same time. Of course, this will force you to go much slower at the beginning. However, um, once you get a feel for the song, once you understand what's going on, you will gradually speed up. So practice each kind of phrase by itself. Practice the, the first eight measures. Practice the first 12 measures. One of the biggest reasons for this is cognitively and physically, your body will remember what it did in that first measure. Imagine if you're playing a song that is 500 measures long. Chopin's Concerto in F minor, for example. Um, to play that from beginning to end takes a good 20, 25 minutes, and that's not even up to tempo. 
but your hand doesn't remember, your brain doesn't remember what you did back in measure one. Therefore, you need to play the first, say, 16 measures a handful of times, get them learned. And then as you feel comfortable with that, then play the next 16 measures. And obviously, once you can basically play through the entire thing, your chunks might get bigger and bigger and bigger. Maybe you play the first 100 measures uh, and that's your first section. But the the perp for the purposes of this um, lesson, keep in mind that most sonatas are anywhere from 100 to 200 measures long. And as you're learning it, you want to learn small sections at a time. Um, don't just play through the song, okay? That's not practice. You need to go so slowly that you don't make any mistakes. Of course, you need to count out loud. We've talked about that, right? Go back... Um, however many episodes ago and listening to the podcast on counting out loud, counting out loud is, is a given. I, I, I presume everybody's counting out loud at this point. Right. Um, and lastly, eyes on the music, uh, keep your eyeballs up on the music. That's the only way you're going to learn to read the music. Yes. Our ears are a wonderful thing, but do not let your ear dictate where you're going to go. Use that wonderful brain that you have and figure out what the notes are telling you to do, then do that. Here is another great practice strategy. Uh, this works really well for like the Bach conventions, the preludes and fugues, anything really that's fast and fingery. Okay. Change the rhythm. Yes, it hurts your brain a little bit, I promise. Um, but if you play a Bach invention in swung rhythm, you'll be amazed at what it actually does for your ability to then play the song. It's awesome. Um, have you ever tried to play Mozart's Sonata in C loud and staccato? Every half note, every whole note, every single note as loud as you can and all staccato. Trust me, it works. What's even harder than that is soft and staccato. Now, Take that swung rhythm and do it soft and staccato. Do it in the uh, form of triplets. Even though triplets aren't written, play it in three note slurs in the form of a triplet. Completely distort the rhythm. What that does is it forces your brain to truly learn the notes. One other final tidbit of advice is on those great big Rachmaninoff preludes, uh, those great big chords that we have. Um, press down as hard as you can on the first chord and then jump as fast as you can to the second chord. Okay, so just press, 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 go! And then you, when you land on that new chord and those big jumps, what you'll find is as you're pressing down on that first chord, you're so focused on pressing down that you will land the second chord and you'll forget how easy it is and or how hard you think it is and find out how easy it is to jump all the way down the piano. And finally, on those big chords, don't try to think of all four or five notes at once. Just pick up one note, land on that E flat and open up your hand to the proper shape and you will land that chord every time as long as you hit that one individual note. So hope this helps guys. Thanks so much for listening. Remember as your pieces get bigger, longer, faster, 
louder and more bombastic. It is most important to practice properly, which means short bursts, hands together, counting out loud, eyes on the music, and of course, go slowly. Thanks for joining me. Have a wonderful day.